Welcome to Team Perry's Step Out of Line podcast, featuring co-hosts Perry and Lori Finkelstein. Together, they explore, meet, and share inspirational stories with guests who have made a positive impact in today's world. This podcast resonates with our hope to make this world a better place one step at a time through love, acceptance, and uplifting conversations. And we are with Gabriel Cordell, who is probably one of the strongest people you will ever meet. And we'll find out why. Gabriel is now living in California and he was born in Libya and he came to New York, specifically, I believe, West Hempstead, where we are, in 1976. At the age of 22, life changed for you. And we want to hear how it changed and where your life is right now. First of all, it's so great to see both of you. It's been seven years. I've had more roles since then, but uh, it's been seven years. And actually, this time, today, seven years ago, I was probably still rolling through Pennsylvania. But yeah, uh, you know, I, I had dreams and aspirations when I was young. And my, my goal was to become an actor. And I finally uh, convinced my parents, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And as long as I keep my obligations to the family, anything else I do with my life is my is solely on me. And uh, I will make those decisions uh, solely based on my happiness. So I did. And October 17, 1992, I get my first professional audition. I get into my Jeep. I head out into Manhattan. And about a mile and a half from the house, I get hit by uh, a car who ran a red light. My Jeep flipped. I flew out, hit a telephone pole with my back, and that was it. My life changed forever, paralyzed from my mid-chest down. And, um, but that didn't deter me from pursuing my acting career because I knew that my accident was an accident, but it wasn't by accident. And I had to figure out what this means. Uh, and I went on and it just kept pursuing my acting career, now in a wheelchair. And I did that for, and I'm still doing it now, but I really was vigilant with my acting career for probably 15 years. And then, um, you know, I started getting a little tired, run down. Uh, I never focused on what happened to me and my accident and everything I lost because I just focused on my acting. And then it, everything came to a head. And uh, I guess in around 2008, I, uh, I decided to check out a reality, uh, to hang up everything and just become a full-time drug addict. That was my first stepping out, which was in the bad zone in a bad way and uh it just felt like that's i just didn't want to try i didn't want to try anymore i was tired and i was defeated and uh and so that's what i did for five years i checked out and i did drugs i did coke crystal meth every day for five years and um and i as weird as this may sound, uh, it was probably the best thing that happened to me 
because it made me dig much, much deeper within myself to find out what kind of a man I am and what kind of a man do I want to be. And, um, and so five years uh, into this major addiction, I, uh, I met a person who planted a seed within me. Uh, and uh, two years later, that seed manifested into the role across America, which I went from one extreme of being a total drug addict, a, a full-time drug addict, but to five years later, look into wanting to roll my wheelchair across America. And so I cleaned up and I got better and I started training and found the support group and, and just decided that I'm going to do this. And I rolled across America in 2013, 3,100 miles through 13 states, 100 days, an average of 31 miles a day. And that changed my life in every way possible. Some good and some not, most 99% of it good. The one negative is that the physical toll it took on me. We met you that day that you rolled into um, West Hempstead, the, right. the last day, the 100th day. That's when yes. Perry had come home from camp. And I said, Perry, when I've been going home, we're going straight to see Gabriel cross over at the finish line and, and finish his, his role. And she had no idea, obviously, who you were at that point. She was a little girl. And I right. think um, you had come to our house three days later to talk about it, um, which you should know changed our lives because we began to look at things totally differently, seeing what was possible, not what was impossible, but what was possible. And you spoke very candidly to a group of us outside of my house on the deck. And I, I still have the picture. Oh, so do we. Yeah. I still and have the picture. <laughs> you saying um, that you knew the physical toll it would have on you and your shoulders. And you were always wondering, because Perry faces this every time she walks in her gay trainer, am yeah. I going to hurt myself so that I can't take care of myself the way I need to take care of myself just because I want to achieve greatness. Right. And it's something that you have to think about whether you just want to live your life playing it safe or you want to try to achieve greatness like you have and like Perry does every time she's in her gay trainer and take a risk. Are you still a risk taker like that? Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because, well, obviously, you know, after I did the role Ameri across America, I went to Israel right. the following year and I rolled for the piece. They raised money for the Metro Animal League America. Um, and then I took a break. Uh, I fought, we, I fostered a kid for a year and a half. I took in a foster kid um, for a year and a half. And that was very challenging very challenging um, and had to take care of my dying dad um, in those two years. And then in 18, I went and uh, became the first person to summit Pikes Peak, 14,115 feet. Um, and uh, took me 10 hours to climb up that mountain. And I was feeling great. I was like, wow, I really trained. I, over, I overtrained for that one. Right. And, uh, and so I was feeling great. So now I rolled as far as I can across America. I rolled up as high as I can up America. 
now the only thing to complete the trifecta, which yeah. I created, uh, was to roll in the most extreme conditions in America, which was supposed to be last year, Death Valley in July. Um, unfortunately, my body was not having it. So I decided, let me take a break. Just let me take a break. Uh, and so I went at it this year again, and I started training, and my body was just not holding up. I was in, it was just, it wasn't recovering well. The pain I was feeling every day uh, was just horrible. I couldn't sleep. Um, and uh, this was one of the moments in my life where what do I do? Do I continue to try and roll and continue roll and continue putting this toll on my body? Or do I say, listen, I've done what I could. And now it's time for me to hang up my gloves because I want to be able to live a pretty healthy, pain-free life for the rest of my life, however long that may be. And, uh, and I knew that if I did Death Valley, that it would, it would have been more difficult than the roller coaster America, believe it or not. I mean, that's crazy as it sounds because how intense it was. And, um, and so I, I made a decision. Well, my body made my decision for me that I could no longer do these extreme roles. And it was very, very disheartening and it was very uh, uh, depressing uh, because, you know, my career, my rolling career has come to an end. And how do I fill that? How do I fill that gap? And so I'm still going through it. You know, I just made the decision last month that my rolling is finished. Um, and so it's, it's, it's been a struggle, but what I learned through all of this, through the last seven years and the people that I've affected all around the world is that as great as the vehicle of rolling is to affect people, the most important thing is to affect people. Right. It doesn't matter how you do it, as long as you are making a difference in people's lives. And that's what I had to come up with for me to be able to be okay with this decision is how do I give back? How do I continue to affect people's lives in the most positive way? Right. And so that's my, this is my transition now. This is what I'm going through right now. Um, and for me, you know, I'm not thinking about rolling because I honestly, I wake up every day in pain, uh, every day, every day. Um, and so right now I am, uh, I, I have my orientation to, uh, for the, uh, LA's children's hospital. So I can go volunteer at the LA children's hospital, which brings me back full circle. Cause when I got into my accident, I spent three months in the pediatrics ward right. and though spending those three months in the pediatrics ward changed my life. Had a more, I tell people. Being in a pediatrics ward in those three months changed my life more than the actual accident changed my life. And, um, and so... Gabriel, you and Perry, very similar in your approach to life. 
because what you were saying is Perry spent many, many weeks and months as a child in the hospital also. Yeah. I think it changed her, but it probably changed her family's life more so just seeing everything. And Perry was too young, you know, yeah. to remember she was, you know, like two years old to like 13 years old. That's when she was really sick. Um, but when you talk about the drive that you have and the high achievement that you, you push yourself for, Perry has the same thing. I'm wondering if, if, if it's in your DNA, it's something you've always would have had, or is it just something that clicked in the two of you throughout your lives that gives you this drive? I've, I have never seen it in anybody besides you and Perry as intensely as I do. Um, also, I'm always in pain also. Right, so she's I'm, always in pain. I, I handle it in the right. And, uh, like, and how do you push yourself? Um, you were saying that you, you were disappointed in yourself and, and one year Perry was gonna walk, I think two miles and she did a mile and a half instead oh. of a marathon. And I was so happy for her and she sore for weeks and weeks after. And, and she said, and somebody interviewed her and she said, you know, I, I'm pretty disappointed in myself that I didn't achieve what I set out to achieve. And I looked at her and I said, what's wrong with you? You know, what you achieved was amazing what you did. And, and people saw you do it and you inspired people. And she had to deal with that. She had to process it. And I think you also, you need to process it because if you could see yourself the way we see you, you would be so great with it. You'd be like, okay, like yeah. you are a motivational speaker. Um, you've inspired, as I mentioned before we started, you've inspired Perry tremendously in her pursuit of her dreams, whether it's gonna be graduating from college and then getting an MBA and then the marathons that she does for raising money, you know, you've inspired in her, you've shown her because you are, you know, more of an adult than she is, you're, you're a little bit older than she is, you've inspired her in your life and the way that you conducted it and how you bounced back from probably I don't know what would be worse, your accident or your drug addiction. I mean, probably the second, you bounce back from such hard things in your life that most people never do. And how you use your wheels. Right, and, and how you use your wheels. I mean, your wheelchair is, the you rolled across America in a wheelchair that was made out of metal and like no cushioning. You had nothing going on there. <laughs> pair of gloves and your biceps um, you know you inspired me you know i'll complain i'm tired i i think well look what gabriel did you know be quiet and just do what you got to do and that's what i do so your reach is for people who have disabilities for people with no disabilities your your courage and and your representation of, a, of who a man is is goes beyond i think what you even realize so you have to understand you can't be disappointed in yourself and, and what you've done with your life so far because it's been incredible. And yet working with kids in a hospital, that would be, that's like awesome. You have so much to give to people. You high achievers, I don't know what's wrong with you people, but um, Perry has the same thing, the same well, exact mentality. Let me tell you something. Um, listen, you know, when I started this, this wasn't about inspiring people. This no. was about, can I live up to the man I think I am, right? The, the person I think I am. That's what it was about. Uh, mm -hmm. But quickly, quickly you find out when one person comes up to you emotionally and just shares with you what you're doing and how much it means to them, 
um, it's a very it's a it's a very humbling experience. And and if you're not in the moment, uh, taking everything in, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose, and you're just gonna focus on your achievement and not focus on what your achievement can accomplish. Right. Um, and so. So I, I get Perry and her disappointments, and that's what makes her continue to go back. That's what continues to make us want to try. And when we fall short, we're not happy. As, as much as the journey is important, right? And that's what I'm learning, Perry, okay? Is by not trying, you failed, right? You may, have, you may have not succeeded in that two mile. I may have not succeeded with the Death Valley, but the fact that we tried is all that we are obligated to do. It's all that we can do is try. And at some point, unfortunately, your physical body catches up with your mental state right? My mental state is I can go and roll America again. My physical body is telling me you can't even roll across West Hempstead, but I could. I mean, but you know what I'm saying? And so, so it definitely is a balance, you know, uh, where, where you can't, it's so easy to lose the big, you know, the, the big picture of, of even if you roll the block, walk the block, you're gonna still be inspiring people. It doesn't matter what that what what the end result is. It's the journey that people are going to respond to. You know, I'm fortunate that I got to finish the roll across America, right? To see a completion. But all those people I met along the way, they had no idea I was gonna finish, but they were still inspired. Right. You know, the people I met in Texas, the people I met in Pennsylvania, the people I met in Arizona, they, they were just as inspired as the people I met at the finish line. So, and that's, and that's what is most important to understand that as great as it is to have the end result, but that mile and a half that you walked, you know how many people you inspired in that mile and a half? more than you could ever imagine. Like people tell me, you have no idea. I'm very fortunate that I still get emails and I'm still doing podcasts around the world, you know, and sharing my story. And I never know because I think, oh, what am I doing now? What am I doing now? I got to do something. Um, everything that you do continues to live on. You know, that mile and a half walk, you probably affected somebody that you have no idea that you'll never know you'll never meet right but that mile and a half was a lifetime for them of inspiration and and that's the thing but don't ever lose that don't ever lose that competitive edge that you know of trying and wanting to complete what you set out to do but also don't be discouraged if you don't because in that process you are going to affect people whether you like it or not and whether you know it or not so, and that's what i'm learning now that's what i'm learning now so growing up gabriel would you have ever thought that you would be this person that you are today 
I was I hope to be this person I was today. When I when I was uh when I was young, I knew that uh my life meant something, that I was special in my own way. That and listen, my parents didn't sit here and tell me, You're a special boy, you're gonna be great when you they didn't they didn't tell me any of that, but I knew intuitively, I knew that that my life was worth something and that I had a purpose and that I can make a difference. I knew that from a very young age. I just didn't know the vehicle that I was going to be able to show that. And plus, I also made a promise, and, I, and I've said this, and I know it's cheesy, but I, I promised myself when I was 18 years old that I will accomplish something extraordinary in my life. Okay, and this was before my accident. So any so something that had to do with wheelchair was not even in uh, on the in my in my mind because I I was still able bodied. So so, but I promised that I was going to do something extraordinary, and it did take me twenty five years to figure it out. But I never gave up on that goal that I set out for myself. And, um, and you know, and that's the thing, you have to keep reinventing yourself. The older you get, the harder it is to reinvent. You still got a long way to go, Perry, to keep reinventing yourself, hon. And, um, but you know, it's, uh, you have to, you have to, you have to find meaning and purpose. And I think with me and Perry, our goals are to, to affect in a positive way, as many people as we can. You know, money is not my driving force. It's great, if I make it, I'm blessed and I'm happy and I'm thankful, but that's not what gets me up every day. You okay. know, um, and the fact with this coronavirus and not being able to do anything and, and communicate with people, you know, because um, this whole, listen, I, as much as I appreciate this whole telecommunicating thing, there's such a disconnect. There's such a disconnect. And I'm a people person. You know, when I go, my when I go and I speak, you know, I feed off the energy of the people. Right. And um, you know, and and so so, you know, it's 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 something that is a constant. You have to constantly work, but as long as you don't lose sight of what's most important, I think you'll find other avenues when you can't walk anymore, you know, or you can't do the marathons anymore. You'll find some, some other way to inspire people and to motivate yourself. I am sure of that. And, and, you, and you talk about greatness, right? So, so here's what I found out about greatness. Um, you know, I, I, I think greatness is a multifaceted, uh, um, it's multifaceted. It's not just, what have I physically done, okay, that very few people in the world has done that will, that will make me achieve greatness. Greatness is not just about your accomplishments, right? That's one part of it. But the most important part of greatness is serving others. That is what true greatness is. I mean, yes, I, I, I did all these roles and I finished them and that's great and everything. But if not one person was affected in a positive way by them, then honestly, at the end of the day, as great as the achievement was, 
it meant, means nothing. If no one, yeah, it may have changed my life, but if it didn't change anyone's life, then, then what's the point? Um, and that's what I'm finding out more and more is that, yes, I can't live every moment of my life trying to make other people's lives better, but I can sure make that a very important part of my life for the rest of my life. You know, I'm going to challenge myself and do the LA marathon next year. Wow. Because of you, because if you can still continue to do it, I may not have to roll across America or roll Death Valley, but I can sure challenge myself to do a marathon, which is hard enough. But because of you. Awesome. I'm doing that. Well, you better get behind and start training, Gabriel. I will. I will. I will. I will give myself three months to train. So I got a little while before I start training, let my body recover. But see, you see what I'm saying? And listen, Perry, the most, inspi the most inspirational people in the world also need to be inspired you know what i'm saying yes so as much as i've inspired people around the world i still need inspiration to continue to do it you know um and so i want to thank you for inspiring me to do challenge myself once more, one more time next year mm -hmm.